What's going on, family? It's your man, Kmart. Welcome you back to another episode of the 310 Podcast. want to thank you guys all for joining me. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, hit me up at the310podcast at gmail.com. Um, on this episode, hey, we're going to be jumping into some NFL as we finish the, the quarter half of the season. We'll be jumping in talking about uh, some of the important games for this week. Also, we'll be jumping into some NFL news. As well as, we'll be jumping into some baseball as as the MLB playoffs have begun. And so I'll definitely kind of get you guys at the table for that. As well as, jumping into some college football. And so with that being said, sit back, relax, and let's get to it. All right, family. All right, family. Let's get right into it. So we have look at we're at week number five of this NFL season. So far, there's definitely been some surprises. And this week, I definitely want to hit you up with some of the games to kind of look out for. Uh, we have the surprising New York Giants, who are three and one, take on the three and one Green Bay Packers, who after that slow start in Minnesota have won their last three. Um, they'll be playing in London. Um, definitely. Uh, a game where I believe the Packers should win this game because overall they're overall overall talented than the Giants. I mean, true, yeah, the Giants are three and one. However, I'm not totally buying their three and one start. Um, I know when my predictions came out, I did kind of have them at two and two, but so so far they've even exceeded my expectations for them this season. So hats off to the Giants. However, I do not expect um, them to. Um, to pull this one out against the Packers. I actually think the Packers um, is a little bit too strong. Um, they definitely have solid, better quarterback play with Aaron Rodgers as well as a solid defense. So I definitely expect the Packers to pull um, that game out. Um, moving off to Buffalo, we have Kitty to Gus Pickett making his first NFL career start against the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Buffalo, with that impressive come from behind effort last week in Baltimore, are now back at home. Basically, kind of have shaken off that loss against Miami, so the um, the Buffalo Bills should be able to roll in this game. As unfortunately, I don't just don't think the Steelers have enough firepower to keep up. Defense is kind of banged up a little bit, and matter of fact, surprisingly, Pittsburgh defense has actually been slacking this year. I don't know what the deal is. Mike Tomlin, man, you may need to get back into the lab and see what the issue is. But yeah, uh, I think it's definitely going to be a long day for King Two Gloves. As I just don't think, I mean, he has enough right now to handle the onslaught of the Buffalo Bills. Even though they are, well, the Bills are dealing with some injuries of their own, I just don't think that he'll be able to get um, the ball to his, his targets on a consistent basis, especially playing in that stadium and against that defense. Uh, moving down to the NFC South, we have a battle for first place with a surprising league two and two Atlanta Falcons taking on the two and two Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, for the Falcons, unfortunately, Cordero Patterson is on the injured uh, injured reserve list, so he's going to be gone for four weeks. So that's critical. Um, the Falcons have to find a way to get Mike Pitts going because he has been invisible this year. I know a lot of people are complaining about him, especially uh, for fantasy for uh, fantasy football. But however, unfortunately, I really don't think it's going to happen this game either. Tampa Bay's defense is a lot better than. 
Atlanta's offense. And also, I mean, with Tampa Bay's offense, I mean, I believe this will be the, be the first time since week one that Brady will have all his targets uh, all um, together playing, such as Julio Jones, uh, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin. So I definitely expect Tampa to roll in this game because, yeah, they're 2-2. Two and two. Uh, Definitely there are higher expectations for the Bucs uh, to start the season. However, I mean, it's early. It's early. Um, moving on, and with this arguably probably the the primetime game um, of this weekend is the Dallas Cowboys driving to Hollywood to take on the defending Super Bowl champion L.A. Rams. Uh, the Rams, Rams, my goodness, man, they have been struggling this uh, this season. Um, they got they got wiped off the floor during opening night against Buffalo. Barely hung on to beat the Falcons, and then uh, had a very subpar effort against the Cardinals, only to get uh, only to come back and get routed by the San Francisco 49ers last Monday night. So uh, the Rams, uh, you got definitely have a um, a tall order ahead. Of you got Dallas is playing very well. Um, I mean, who would have thought, especially when Dak went out? I mean, but Cooper Rush has definitely stepped in and done the job and have kept this team afloat until Dak gets back. Um, there's definitely a possibility that Dak could play possibly next week in Philadelphia. However, I mean, the way Cooper Rush is playing, I mean, Jerry Jones had stated that, hey, he wouldn't mind a quarterback comp- uh, controversy. I mean, I know they're paying Dak a, a boatload of money. And if they're able to somehow unload him and still keep Cooper Rush and he can definitely got this offense, uh, that'll definitely kind of keep Dallas's window open for a little while longer. However, I do expect the Rams, the Super Bowl champs, to pull it out because, I mean, this is a big game and they need this game because, I mean, right now they cannot fall to two and three, especially with the with, uh, in their division. So, yeah, it's imperative that the Rams find a way to protect um, Matt Stafford because that is the biggest issue is the offensive line, especially since uh, Andre Whitworth is gone. They don't have that body back there, and they got Michael Parsons coming in licking his chops. So, I mean, the big marquee matchup supposedly is Aaron Dowdle versus Michael Parsons, even though they won't play against each other per se. However, that's kind of what is being billed as. I mean, you know how Fox, they got to have the marquee players. So, yes, Parsons against Donald. Who's going to pull that out? But I do expect the Rams to win that game. I believe that, like I say, I believe they're the more desperate team and that they should win. Um, One of the biggest questions that's kind of boggled my mind this season is what's going on with the Broncos? My God, man, this offense has been putrid to start the season off. And honestly, you know what? I I thought, all right, they may get off to a little bit of a slow start because, I mean, for one, Russ hasn't played with this uh, with this uh, core wide receivers, and they haven't played with him. However, man, for them to look the way that they've looked is beyond disgusting. My God. And as far as me, you know what, and we all thought that Nathaniel Hackett was kind of crazy by leading uh, by um, during week one by leaving the ball uh, off um, out of Russell Wilson's hands to decide the game. However, man, this past Thursday he put the ball in Russ's hands and Russ definitely didn't cook because man he threw a ball at, uh, he threw the um, the potential game winning uh, the game tying uh, I'm sorry the game winning touchdown to. Courtney Sutton, however, Stephon Gilmore deflected it. 
However, if he would have looked a little bit sooner to his right, KJ Hammer was wide open and would would have easily strolled into the end zone, winning the game for the Broncos. I mean, this offense has been beyond terrible. They've already lost Devontae Williams for um, for the year with the ACL. I mean, it's not looking good. And, I mean, unfortunately, the world has seen twice that Denver has flopped in prime time. So, this is definitely not a good look for the Broncos. They definitely have a tough division that they're playing in. And, unfortunately, things don't get things don't get easier for the Broncos going forward. I mean, the Colts game was definitely supposed to be one of those gimme. Especially since Indy hasn't played well. They have another primetime game. Oh, God, Lord. It, Lee, please, can we please flex? Can you please flex the Broncos out of primetime? <laughs> they play um, in L.A. against the Chargers. So, I mean, that, ugh. And Russ, Russ is already playing. Um, well, they said today that he's played with a torn, uh, torn shoulder muscle. And so he had a, a little procedure on that one. He expects it. He said that he's going to play through it. However, it's like, my gosh. And Russ, 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 Russ. My advice to you, chill with the corny phrases. Hey, Bronco fans, let's ride. Bronco Nation, let's ride. Like, dude, dude, you suck. You blew the game, and you try to sneak that corny catchphrase in Bronco country. Let's ride. Dude, just just knock it off, man. Broncos. Bronco fans, they're used, they're used, they're used to excellence at their quarterback position. I mean, for for decades they had John Elway from um, with the quarterback position, and then when John, I mean, it took them a few years to. I mean, I mean, well, let me change it. When John retired, then they had a couple good years with Jake Plummer, who led them to an AFC title game. Then it took them a few years to get Peyton, who ultimately led them to a Super Bowl. I mean, Denver has had some um, some, some solid signal callers, Russ. You're up, man. You're 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 a potential Hall of Fame player, man. It's time to get it done. It's time to get it done, man. Bron- the Bronco fans, man, they're definitely they definitely no good quarterback play when they see it. And right now, Russ, you ain't cooking, homie. Right now, homie, you burning down the house. So yeah, I mean, pretty much Denver, they're wasting this solid defense because man, led by Bradley Chubb, man, the Bronco defense has been solid this this past season. I mean, aside from the Raider game. For the most part, the Broncos defense has been solid. So, hey, this offense definitely is taking a little longer to round into shape. I mean, hopefully they do. I know a couple people who I know, Mike Staff, had them had them uh, predicted to win the Super Bowl. Mm, might wanna might wanna run run that back, homie. Oh <laughs> uh, shoot! So so yeah, so Broncos, yeah, not looking good. Um, another story that I kind of want to get into is the situation with Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback for the Miami Dolphins. Um, it's been a rough uh, past couple weeks for Tua. Um, and I'm pretty sure you guys saw the hit that he took against Buffalo a couple weeks ago where they quote-unquote said that he injured his back. However, you saw him. He was kind of staggering a little bit. Somehow he was able to get past concussion protocol and get back into that game and ultimately lead them to a victory over Buffalo. And then, unfortunately, oh gosh, uh, this um, last Thursday against um, against the Bronco, um, I'm sorry, against the Bengals, um, Tua got hit again. This time, he 
hit his head and, and you can tell that he that it was it was really bad because you kind of saw and basically what looked crazy to me was it was like he was kind of like have you seen like a newborn baby like kind of like kind of move his hands off slowly and stuff that's kind of what Tua kind of looked like he kind of looked like a baby that just kind of was just born just trying to like move his hands around and stuff like that it was very cringy cringy um when we um, when you saw that and I saw and I see people and players saying why do they keep showing it why do they keep showing it well hell why do the Dolphins have him out there man my goodness I mean come on man NFL y'all gotta do better with this concussion protocol because I'm because in a sense I mean the league and the team they have to protect the players from themselves because I mean of course the players they're they're always gonna want to be out there out of fear of not of being called a quitter being I'm sorry being labeled a quitter someone not being there for his team, someone that's considered soft. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do know, I mean, the concussion protocol, I mean, typically, typically in a short week like that week was, you typically don't see a player play. I mean, typically, I mean, you'll see players get uh, cleared maybe on Friday or something like that, but not no... Um, not on like no Wednesday or Thursday. I mean, honestly, Tua should have sat. He should have sat this week, maybe um, last week, come back this week against the Jets. Uh, but for some reason, I mean, I don't, I don't know why they wanted to start him, but I mean, it is what it is. But uh, definitely prayers for the young man. Uh, I definitely do not expect to see Tua for at least a few more weeks just so he can kind of get himself together because now nah, it's, yeah, the way he looked definitely wasn't definitely wasn't a good look so yeah and honestly i mean one thing about the nfl and these teams i mean they're gonna do what's best for them and the team because they they know and these players know i mean they're indispensable i mean trust me there is like over like three like 300 new players that are coming into the league every year and they're gonna want your job and so, you know, like I said, this goes back to the players um, not um, wanting to kind of be there for their teammates. And, of course, like I said, I mean, there's somebody there to possibly take their job. And so, you don't they don't want that. So, like I said, I mean, teams, I mean, these players, one, I mean, they got to look out for themselves because, unfortunately, fortunately, I mean, there is life after football. And you want the back in your life to be as as solid as your current life because yeah i mean i've seen too many players that look bad as they age and you can tell the effects that football has had on them physically mentally i mean heck just look at the concussion movie um that came out uh, several years ago the one with will smith in there i mean you saw the situation with dave dorson junior Seau. i mean and you see like a uh early um, players who are still like in their like like 20s and even their early 30s are calling it quits man not worth it man too many hits on the body especially if you saved up all your money you have a solid business plan I mean you should be all right in the future like I said as long as you manage your money right so yeah um like I said yeah prayers up to two and like I said I mean I pray that we he gets himself together physically and mentally before he's able to step back out on that football field. So um, with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back.
All right, ladies and gentlemen, you guys know that music. It's time for some baseball. We're jumping into the uh, the MLB. Shout out to Aaron Judge for shattering um, the American League home run record, uh, which was originally uh, set by Roger Maris with 62 home runs. My goodness. New York Yankees management, my goodness, you guys definitely kind of screwed up this one because you guys could have signed them for a lot less. However, the man bet it on himself and he produced. So that asking price is going to skyrocket. And Lord forbid if you guys let him walk and he goes to a team like the Red Sox, my goodness, you guys will never be able to live that down. But shout out to Aaron Judge for that. Um, man, I was, I was at the Yankee game uh, last Friday and I was thinking, like, man, what would uh, what would happen if I was able to, if I was fortunate enough to hit to hit that lottery ticket? I will say this: me and the Yankees, we would have an extensive negotiation session. Let me tell you that. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like I said, me, hey, that's hey, shout out to the person who got it. You got yourself a uh, a lottery ticket, so hey, cashing in when you ready, homie. Um, moving on, moving out west, the L.A. Dodgers who set a franchise rank with 111 regular season wins with only 51 losses. Trust me, I, I won a lot, of, a lot of money this year betting with the Dodgers. So, shout out to them. Um, they're definitely looking prime for another run at the World Series title. Um, they have the, the, um, the Major League best record. Best record. And believe should have home field advantage throughout the, the MLB playoffs. So, yeah, everything runs through... Uh, uh, Chavez Ravine and yeah, it's definitely going to be difficult. So yeah, like I said, shout out to the Dodgers. Um, shout out to the Atlanta Braves. Man, the team of my youth coming back from 10 down to win the NL East over the New York Mets. Yes, the Mets with the with another collapse and of course the Mets are going to met. And so with that being said, let's jump into these brackets. Um, let's start with the, with the AL. Um, the Yankees and the, um, the Houston um, Houston Astros both have five, with the Astros have claiming the AL's best record, so they'll have home field advantage throughout the AL playoffs, followed by the Yankees, and so they'll play this coming week, and the, and the Yankees they will play the Cleveland the, uh, the Cleveland Guardians as they swept the Tampa Bay Devil Rays two to zero. The Seattle Mariners are, are back into the playoffs for the first time in many moves. And they they won their first series by beating the Toronto Blue Jays two games to none. And they'll face the Houston Astros in the divisional series starting next week. Uh, moving on to the NL, um, we have the um, the LA Dodgers and the Atlanta Braves with buys this um, um, during the first round of the playoffs. Um, the Dodgers they will face the winner of the Padres and Mets matchup as that series is tied at one with Game 3 taking place Sunday for it all. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies for, are in the playoffs for the first time in 11 years, and they defeated the St. Louis Cardinals two games to none to win that series, and they'll face the Atlanta Braves. Um, so another NLE show, an NLE showdown in the playoffs, so we'll see what happens with that. And so, with that being said, yeah, um, the playoffs are here. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it already. Um, the first round, I mean, I'm definitely liking this little expanded, the expanded playoffs with the extra wild card team. Definitely kind of brings a little bit more excitement. And then, like I said, you got the top two teams in each conference um, with buys. And so, yeah, I mean, it's definitely about to heat up starting this week. 
in Major League Baseball. So with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break and I'll be right back. All right, everybody, everybody. Um, want to jump into some NBA real quick. Um, a lot of stuff going on in the association over the past couple weeks. Uh, preseason is underway. Uh, the Lakers, yeah, with that, with that match unit, we'll see what happens with them. I'll probably, I'll probably jump on to some NBA probably next week. But um, I want to jump into this Emmy Udoka situation in Boston, and this thing has gotten ugly. Um, really haven't heard much from it as of the last few uh, few days. However, as me, you know, Emmy Udoka uh, was a rookie head coach for the Boston Celtics. He was, was the first ever NBA, um, rookie head coach to lead his team to the NBA Finals, where they ultimately lost to the Golden State Warriors. Um, Emmy Udoka, as many of you also know, is has in a long-term relationship with um, actress uh, Nia Long. And... Um, basically, what happened from what from, from stuff I've gathered that Emmy was had an affair with multiple women within the Celtics organization. Uh, the Celtics, as a franchise, have, um, have stated in their contracts that I mean there should be no type of intimate uh, intimate interactions between employees, as it can and and I can understand why because you don't want anything to happen to where a lawsuit is filed and. Yeah, yeah, you definitely want to kind of protect yourself. So yeah, so they have marked. Um, they they definitely they they put that in their uh, in their agreements to everybody that hey you cannot be um be having a consensual um any type of sexual relationship with employees, and especially a head coach to a staff member, because I mean it's so many bad looks with that man. It's so many bad looks, and. Not only was he messing around with a staff member, I believe that from what rumors are saying that he was messing with the vice president's wife. And that's all, that's all the way bad. And man, oh man, oh man, that's a very ugly situation with that. And now that Emi Udoka is suspended for this, uh, for this season, uh, it's definitely going to be some interesting times in Boston because they were one of the odds-on favorite to win the title this season, so it's definitely going to be interesting to see how they can get by without their their head coach, Emi Doka. I mean, who know, who knows? I mean, this may galvanize them. Who knows how, what, what may happen? But, I mean, it's a, definitely it's a sucky situation. I mean, you, I mean you, you wish that they could maybe handle this behind closed doors. However, I believe it was just due to the fact that it was a VP's wife, and so that person, of course, has pissed off and has sour grapes about that, which, I mean, hey, I get it. And they were like, no, what, nah, man, we about to make this thing public, and we about to embarrass this dude right here. And that's what happened. Um, news got out about, about the situation with Emi Doka. Um, they were saying that he, uh, he was also messing with uh, this lady who handles uh, the travel arrangements for me along which is like bruh <laughs> man just imagine man this lady smiling in your face and she's smashing your man on the side but i mean at the end of the day i mean we really don't know what their relationship is about i mean man they they may just have they may have an open relationship i don't know and it just it just sucks all the way around because i mean um this dude i mean he has a family he has um he has a son i mean he's also a part of Nia long's um, other son's life it just sucks all the way around and 
definitely sucks for the Celtics because, like I stated a few minutes seconds ago, is that I mean they were odds on favorites to win the NBA title and. I mean, like I said, hopefully this is able to galvanize the Celtics and they're able to kind of move on and have a successful NBA season. Um, moving on, um, whoo, the punch heard around the Bay Area, Draymond Green. Lord have mercy, Draymond's always getting into some stuff. Oh, my goodness. Now, um, video surfaced of him um, punching Jordan Poole right in the face after an altercation. Uh, we really don't know what what was being said. However, I mean, it's a lot of speculation that I mean, um, it's a part of it has to do with the Warriors' willingness to take care of Jordan Poole and not willing willingness to take care of Draymond Green. So he's definitely frustrated about that. Especially, I mean, and I can understand Draymond a little bit because I mean, look, he's done so much for the Warriors. He's been the heart the heart and soul of this franchise for the last dozen years, dozen plus years. And yeah, I mean, he feels he should be taken care of, and and I also kind of agree with Golden State. I mean, Draymond, in a sense, is a is can be a liability out there, especially on the offensive end. I mean, he doesn't really shoot the ball well anymore. Um, I mean, like, what does he really do that well? I mean, he's, he, of course, he's a good passer, but I mean, like I said, I mean, if he's not a threat, especially on the offensive end, I mean, what's his what's his real his real use? True, yeah, I mean, he. He's a staple on defense. However, I mean, even like his lateral movement is not where he used to be. He's not where he was. Like when, of course, like back in his heyday when he won the Defensive Player of the Year uh, several, uh, a few seasons ago. And honestly, I mean, I'll say this: going back to his offensive output, I mean, Draymond has not been the same. I believe since um, KD joined the Warriors. Because I remember, and I've, I've said this on this show plenty of times, that Draymond, I mean, especially, he looked kind of hesitant. He's hesitated to shoot. And mind you, I me, mean, this is the same guy that could have been Finals MVP in 2016 if the Warriors would have beat Cleveland. Because I remember Game 7, he was on fire, especially from 3. And like I said, ever since then, I mean, he's been kind of spotty on offense. I can't, man. Like, it, like when Draymond shoots the ball, I'm already expecting to be a brick. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Golden State, they definitely have some some issues to work out. Um, I believe uh, today Draymond Green said he's going to probably be stepping away for a little bit just to kind of evaluate everything, just kind of assess everything. Because I'm guessing he say that he was kind of like in a dark space and a, and a, and a bad and a bad mental place. So, uh, hopefully, I mean, if he was, I mean, hopefully he can kind of get that thing sorted out. Because, I mean, in order for, I mean, hey, like I said, I mean, he's one of those staples of Golden State. So, of course, yeah, if they're, if they're going to repeat, they'll, they'll definitely need him to definitely come in and do what he uh, what he needs to do. So, yeah, so that's it. Pretty much it for the association. Like I said, I'll probably jump on and kind of talk about uh, the preseason and probably give you guys my uh, predictions going into uh, this season. So, with that being said, I'm going to take my last break. I'll be right back All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for college. Good old college football. Um, just kind of just running through the um, the top five. No real changes uh, within the top five teams in the nation. Um, this afternoon, Georgia destroyed Auburn 42 to 10. My God. But then you got Alabama, um, Alabama roll tide. 
who, without Bryce Young, who was able to hang on and beat Texas A&M 24 to 20. Number three, um, that school from the South, ugh, knocked off Michigan State 49 to 20. Uh, shout out to my uh, my guy Corey. Um, <laughs> real quick story. Um, we was at the Eagles game um, last Sunday against Jacksonville. We were raining. Um, I, uh, former Eagle great Ike Reese, who's also a former alumni of Michigan State, um, he and Corey, they get Corey, they kind of had this little back and forth because Corey is an Ohio State uh, that, well, let me not say it. He's that school. He's a fan of that school to the south, and Ike is a Michigan State alum, and so they kind of had a little back and forth. And so, of course, myself, being a Michigan fan, I had to tell Ike, go blue. And so he had a, he gave me a look at disdain with that. So it's all it's all in fun. And he hollered back, "Go green!" And so um, speaking of Michigan, um, they simply demolished Indiana, 31 to 10, keeping uh, keeping pace with that school to the south. And finally, um, Clemson beat, um, knocked off Boston College, 31 to three. And so, ugh, upset special, upset special. Eh, eh, eh. Ugh. Number 21, Washington loses to Arizona of all teams. My God, Arizona was one in, was one, in, was one in three, and it just fired her, uh, her and it was an awful situation down in Tempe. But they was able to pull it out in a shootout, beating uh, Washington 45 to 38, which totally ruined my, um, which ruined my parlay. Thanks a lot, Washington. Oh man, and so um, yeah, that definitely messed up my parlay. But you know what, it is what it is. And so that brings us to a close of another episode of the Three One Zero Podcast. Hey, if you guys like the show, um, give me those five stars or whatever you believe I deserve. Uh, let me know what you guys think about this NFL week coming up. Let me know what you guys think about Draymond Green and this and or this uh, uh, Emu Doka situation, man. A lot of crazy stuff going on in the association. And like I said, I mean, and preseason just kicked off. So we'll definitely have some, a little bit of NBA talk um, as we progress. And so uh, with that being said, like I said, hit the show up at the 310podcast at, gmail, uh, at gmail.com. And with that being said, I'm your man, K-Mart. I'll catch you with you later. Peace.